for the people that are listening. Such a great podcast. Make sure you listen to this all the way through. For sure. I'm going to cut this, put it out there so that you hear this, so that you make sure you listen all the way through. Welcome back to your favorite podcast. My name is Alyssa David. We have your co-host Marvin Castillo. Marvin, say what's up to the people. What's up, people? Marvin, how are you feeling today? Feeling good. Um, it's actually my day off of work after a long, okay. long week. Okay. Uh, so, you know, got to rest, uh, good, uh, you know, sleep in. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't go to the gym this morning, but it's okay. We need some rest days, too, even from the gym. Hey, so I'm feeling good. There you go. How consistently do you go to the gym? Uh, right now, I'm pushing maybe four or five days a week. Okay. Hey, you're doing better than most people, so. Shout I'm out trying. to you. I'm trying. You need I'm a, trying. You know, you're doing better than me, that's for sure. You need a rest day every now and then. Yeah. Um, I've been taking a lot more rest days than I've been taking gym days, so you're doing better than me. <laughs> it's always. Um, yeah, I mean, it happens. You know what I'm saying? I, I will get there. The thing is, is that in order to go to the gym in the morning, I need to wake up at 4.30. Like, mm. I have to because yeah. I, like, I just have a routine now. And right. so I don't want to mess up the routine. So I would just have to add it to the routine, which means I'd have yeah. to go earlier, come right. home, take a shower, read my Bible, get ready for the day, and then go from there. And it's like, right, right. I'm not really ready to do that yet because at the end of the day, I don't want to give up my nights because I don't go to bed at the right time. And if I'm waking up at 4.30, right. you best believe I'm going to bed at like 8.30. Like I'm not. Mm-hmm. Well, like- I'll, I'll say this. I'll say when I started, um, I had to wake up like around 6.30, 6.45. Oh, okay. Go to yeah. the gym and then come back to get ready for like an eight, 10 hour shift and then go, you know, go back home. And I will say I'm up, now I'm up to the point where, and I started this in January. So obviously a couple of months in, but now I'm at the point where it's almost like just, it's, it's, it's like second nature. Like it's natural. Yeah. Like I, you know, I look forward to doing it. I actually get mad if I don't go depending yeah. on the week. Um, And so I will say like, even what you said, like, you know, uh, you know, the sleeping part, uh, once your body gets used to it and you are going to be tired and you're working, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you actually get energy. Uh, it's weird. It's like you got to, you get energy even when, you know, after you work out, especially once you get used to it. But yeah. trust me, you're not going to be going to sleep late. I mean, you can, uh, but your body's going to be tired. You, you know, you're going to want some sleep. So 100%. you'll definitely eventually get to like go to sleep early and your body wakes up. It's like you built that routine. So just try it. You'll get there. No, for sure. For sure. I think when I was going to the gym for a little bit, I was going, like, my rest was way better. Like, the way that I was sleeping was better. The way that I was operating was better. So I definitely know how it makes me feel, and I want to get back to that. So I definitely get that. But on other news, do you know what today is, Marvin? What's today? It's Cinco de Mayo. Is it? It's Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, right now. I mean, by the time this comes out, it won't be May 5th, but today is May 5th. Right. Today is Um, May 5th. Happy Cinco de Mayo. I'll say this, right? Like, it's funny growing up, right? It was always like, yeah, Cinco de Mayo, tacos and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, once I got old enough to actually, you know, once I started getting older and working at places and meeting other people, um, mm-hmm. I've actually noticed how many actual Mexicans take offense uh, to Cinco de Mayo, which is kind of crazy. Like, they don't like that you tell them Cinco de Mayo? Like, happy Cinco de Mayo? Uh, they, to them, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's in September. For them, it's not. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't really see this as. Uh, they don't see this. They, they see the the May fifth as an Americanized, made up, kind of like, uh, you know, thing to. I, I'm wait. I'm so confused. Like, what is single de Mayo? Uh, maybe, maybe I'm saying happy single de Mayo for something I don't know, but 
What is so, Sagutamo? Because now I feel like maybe I, I'm uh, maybe I'm heritagely challenged, and I just I'm like a bad person. Nah, May fifth is basically. What are we um, celebrating on Cinco de Mayo? Well, I guess historically, we the Mexican like victory over like you know the French and all that stuff. Ah, <laughs> okay, but it didn't happen in May. It happened in September. I believe it. It did happen in May, but I I mean to Mexican people that I've worked with, they they don't they don't uh they feel like their actual independence and all that was actually in September. Right. Mm. Um and so to them it's an Americanized thing. So you'll I've, you know, growing up, I'm like, hey, happy single the mile and they're like, Yeah, I don't do that. That's not that's not not everybody. Yeah. Some people's like, Hey, I'm gonna just, you know, take advantage, yeah, yeah. whatever. Uh, I think it's probably like super Americanized too, in the sense of like a lot of people probably see it as just an opportunity to eat tacos. And like, if you think about, yeah, single them out, like they're like, yeah, yeah, let's eat tacos, like yeah, so it's like happy taco yeah. day, like so Which I can I always, see why they would get offended. Yeah. I mean, I, we could get deeper than that. After that, I started realizing like it's kind of crazy how uh, in America the countries looked at Mexicans a certain way, but you wouldn't have a day to celebrate and drink, ta- you know, drink tequila and eating tacos and all that. But that's another story. That's another story for another yeah, day. Yeah. Marvin was about to take you out through a history lesson. You did used to want to be a history teacher, right? Uh, no, I never did, but history definitely was uh, one of my favorite subjects. But I think it was Not really because sure. of the professors that I had that made it fun. I uh, could see you being a history teacher. Like, you'd be that cool history teacher that also, yeah. like, like coaches a sport. I feel like every history <laughs> teacher coaches sport. Like, Maybe, it's just I like guess, the reality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sports is big in history, so I guess that makes sense. There you go. Well, that being said... Uh, today is Cinco de Mayo, and I actually, our guest today, I saw them post something, and I have a very big question for them. Um, our guest today is from Flint, Michigan, and they actually posted that people in Flint make the best tacos or something Easily. of that nature. Easily. So, and, and yeah, like, see, like, like he's, he's stand ready. Stand on it. He's ready. Stand on it. He's ready. And, so, it, I, and I want to give y'all the secret, but, like, it's really about frying the shell. Like, oh. everybody doesn't fry the shell. And I'm trying to tell you, it will take your Taco Tuesday, your Taco <laughs> Nights to another level. Like, okay. fry, the, fry the shell, chilies. They got the chilies taco seasoning. Okay. Just, okay. I'll put Flint tacos up against anybody's tacos across the whole world, I promise you. Across the world. The wow. world. Not, not just the United States, the world. Flint people make the best tacos in the world. Oh, uh, that's serious. Okay. Well, that being said, we have Mike David Trump. Gibson on the podcast. <laughs> David Gibson apparently stands very, very strong on the fact that Flint, Michigan has the best tacos. Make Yes, we make the best tacos, people from Flint. You'll know somebody from Flint by the technique in the wrist on how they make their tacos. Okay, deep fry um, that, that, that shell. Deep fry that shell, I'm telling you. Game changer. I, I might have to try this. I might have to try this. I respect it. There you have it. He, he was not wait, playing no games. As soon as I said it, he was like... Hands down. So here we are. David Gibson is on the podcast. Uh, they I, like I don't even know what to say. I feel like you just intro- like you had your own introduction. He I can't. How do you follow up the best tacos in the world? Like I don't necessarily know. Like the best. Um, but David, I met actually David in church. He came on to do a uh, what is it called a panel for the youth group that I'm a part of, and um, I actually wasn't supposed to like be running the panel. But uh, my boy DG, who was on the uh, on the podcast in the beginning, he couldn't make it that day, and so they asked me to be on the panel. And I get put in this group chat, and it's David Gibson and a couple other people, and I'm like, something just dropped. 
that's fun. We're talking, talking, talking. And this man just stops dropping bombs of like things that he did. And just, I'm like, wait, who is this man on this panel? And how did I not know that he went to Impact Church? And so we just start talking. But by the way, everybody on the panel was freaking amazing and killed it. And I was very, very confused how all these people were in the same church as me and I had never met any of these people and didn't know them. And so over time I got to know them and it's been dope. It's been awesome. And then I was like, Hey, David, I sent him a little, you know, nervous message. Like, Hey, I really wanted to ask you this. I was just wondering if you'd be on the podcast. And he said, yes. And here we are. David Gibson is on the podcast. He just literally got back from, was it Washington DC? Yeah. We had to go to DC for a work trip. So I'm, there you go. I'm tired, so he, but I'm ready. I'm ready. He's tired, but he's ready. He blessed us and literally came straight off the plane, ran home, and he's on the podcast right now. So we appreciate you for that. Appreciate that. Most appreciate definitely. It. Most definitely. Thank y'all for having me. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, we're we're excited. That being said, I've been forgetting recently, but we can't play no games. This is an important part of the podcast, and so we have to play rapid fire. And so, David Gibson, rapid fire is exactly exactly it is a series of questions that i'm about to ask you and you're going to say the first thing that comes to your head first thing that comes to your mind boom i would say the champ right now is who alexis monroe is, is she the champ nah I, I think it was megan honestly oh yes by the time oh. we're recording this megan hasn't come out yet right. but by the time you hear this right, right, right she would have she would have came out so that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i think it We'll see. I guess we'll see. Okay. So here we go, right. David Gibson. Are, are you up for the challenge? Yeah. Apparently, she's going to only hold the record before her, her episode even drops. <laughs> That's crazy. Shooter McGavin. Let's get, let's get to it. All right. Here we go. Here we go. So out of all the four seasons, what's your favorite season? Oh, fall for sure. Never leave the state you're currently in, or would you rather never come back? <laughs> never come back. <laughs> Okay. What's the best invention since sliced bread? Um, shaker bottles. Okay. What's your spirit animal? A cheetah. Okay. What's your most treasured possession? Um, my wife. Hey, there you go. If you had to get rid of one food on the earth, no one else could have it. What would you onions. Mean? Onions. Oh. Nasty work. Nasty. Straight up. I'm gonna, we're going to keep going just for the sake, but we're going to have to talk about that. Run, run that back because I got an opinion about that. <laughs> if you had to wear one color, like everything, for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, yellow for sure. I feel like yellow like make black people look super good. Like, And I feel like if I just wore yellow all the time, like it would just illuminate the, myself every day. So, Oh, I, maybe I need to take that hint. Maybe I need to take I'm that telling you, try that yellow. Okay. I'm telling you. I, I might. I just might. All right. It, what's the first song that comes to your head right now? Um, I was listening to West Side Boogies. Um, which one is it? My Time from okay. the last album. There you go. If you could choose one person you personally know to be president, who would it be? Um, probably my wife. I trust okay. her to make to make decisions. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, if you had to eat one fast food for the rest of your life. Oh, fast food. Um, there's a spot in Flint called Halo Burger. Bomb. Bomb? Bomb. Okay. okay. And last yeah. one right here. Go to here. Flint and get, go to Halo. <laughs> okay. All right. Last one. Biggest irrational fear. <sighs> Biggest irrational fear is probably going broke. Like okay. that's something that like can keep you up at night, like losing it No, that's it pretty all. scary. That's pretty scary. Yeah, and as terrifying. you get older, it gets more terrifying like you got, each year. You got like responsibilities and uh -huh. like, uh -huh. you know, people counting on you. I'm like, 
yeah, that's scary. That's scary. Well, there you have it, Marvin. I think that was. Um, yo, David, man, I'm I'm announcing the new champion. New champion, right here, yeah, David Gibson champion. on the podcast. That sure, was that was serious. No joke. He was he ready. Said it. He walked. He talked it and he walked it. That's it. New champion of building. There you have it. If you come on the podcast, David Gibson is the person to beat. Wow. It's David Gibson. Wow. Listen, I, I, ran man, track, I ran track in high school. I ran track in college. I ran track after college. So the speed stuff is what I do. It's wow. what he does. It's what he he does. made that easy. That was easy. I forgot we were playing rapid. Like, it was just like a combo. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, but, and you know, the crazy thing is, too, is that he gave us, like, insight, too. Like, it wasn't like he just answered. Like, he was like, yeah, I feel like that. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. But we do yeah. have to rewind a little bit because onions? You know Man, how much they are, flavor they give to things? That my wife, like it drives my wife crazy, right? Like <laughs> so she like overcompensates it with like garlic. But like I just I think I think it's because I'm like a texture person and I just can't okay. do it. Like Okay. So like, it doesn't matter if they're fried, doesn't matter if they're raw, like you just can't do it. See it if I see it, I'm like picking it out. Like I could pick through it, but like it's over. Gotcha. What about okay. onion powder? I can get down with that. The okay. texture. The texture okay, is just, so it's all about the yeah. texture. It's all about the texture. That's Do you it. like peppers? Like cooked peppers? I only like banana peppers. Those are the only peppers that I like. Okay. All right. Okay. But all I'm right. not picky. I'm not picky, I swear. Just just no <laughs> onions and no peppers aside from banana peppers. But aside from that, he can get down with anything else. Yeah. Okay. Is tacos your favorite food? Um, you know, I, I would I would comfortably say yes, but like I feel like consistently I get down with like a good pizza now being in like Boston ah. on the East Coast, like like grading pizza, like finding, you know, just a really good pie. Okay. I don't know if there's top any of the line stuff. Feeling. Yeah. So, and then so you I can have... go like you can go top of the line and you could go like, you know, almost fast food pizzas that are okay. still solid as well. Which okay. if you ever go to Flint, there you, go. you have to go to the <laughs> you have to go to Little Caesars. In Flint, Michigan, and get Little you a strong. You could get a Stromboli at this at the Little Caesars. No really? lie, and it's bomb. Like, okay. like freshly cooked, baked, full Stromboli at Little Caesars. We might have to Flint. take a little wow. trip to Flint, Michigan, because he's putting us on to all the things at Flint, For Michigan. Sure. I'm For telling sure. you, come on, man. Okay, it's okay. Marvin, you're about secret. to ask a question. I mean, I think I already know the answer to that. I was gonna say, what's the what's the best slice you've ever had? Oh, oh, so me and the homies, we did like a pizza tour. Man, I want to say it was like 2019, right? Okay. And then we went to like four or five like local pizza spots around the area. And everybody mm. like we went through like the pizzas. And I want to say Regina's had the most the most consistent slice. Okay. Like everything was quality every time. And we didn't just do like you know, their specialties. You had to get some simple joints. So just right. to see, like, because if you can't make a cheese or a pepperoni pizza, like, yeah, don't even talk, don't talk to me about none of the crazy joints. But that Regina slice was, like, the most consistent. Probably one of my favorites so far. And I've been rocking with Blaze lately, too. Like, Blaze is solid, too. Okay. Is Regina, that's, this is in Boston? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to try this. Regina's in Boston. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to have to check this out. All right. Okay. I mean... Alexis did come on the podcast and say that the she thought that Maine pizza and New York City pizza was on the same level, and I'm a little offended. Um, I am going to Portland, Maine next weekend, so I, I will be trying this said good Maine pizza, and right. I'll, I'll I'll come back to the podcast and let you guys know. 
Yeah, I'll I need to notice the notice synopsis because I, I definitely want to follow up on that. If it is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's called Otto's, and I looked at the menu. Apparently, they have like a pulled pork pineapple pizza. Um, so what's your thoughts right on like pineapple? What's your, I say, what's your thoughts on pineapples on pizza? It, like, it's a no go for me. It's a no go. Me for too. Me. me too. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not with that. I don't want, like. I want cheese. I want meat and all that. I don't want no sweet fruit on my yeah. pizza. Yeah, nah, I'm, I'm not about that. Yeah, I don't fruit even should like not be on pizza. I I agree with that. And I the fun fact is, I Marvin knows this. I love like a good cooked ham. I don't mm. even like pineapple on my ham. I just don't think it should be like. Like I, I I love a good salty sweet, but that just it doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. I like if I'm gonna eat pineapple, it's gonna be like in a smoothie or in a regular like fruit salad. Like that's right. the only way I want it. Facts. That's the only way I want it. So if you eat pineapple on your pizza, you're doing a disgrace to pizza. And we're ju- and we're judging you. We're judging you. One hundred percent. Okay, so let's just jump right in, David. He he's comfortable. I can tell he's ready. He's good to go. Um, I mean, you talked about Flint, Michigan, so much. You might as well give us the background. You are born and raised in flint michigan is that correct that is correct um okay. yeah born and raised in flint michigan um graduated high school in 2009 went to college at xavier university in cincinnati ohio okay. met my wife in college um and ran track all four years in college um that was like one of my my bread and butter something that really like pulled me to cincinnati pulled me like, you know, showed me like broader than our world, than like mm-hmm. the city that we grew up in. Cause like we got a chance in high school to go to like California and go to all these like different track meets that like really running took me places that I never thought that we would get a chance to go to. So wow. shout out to track and field, shout out to uh, Stick Shift Track Club who we ran with in, in high school. Rest in peace, Coach Rashad, who, you know, gave us, showed us the journey and like, yeah, yeah running is running has always been a part of like my life and my like, you know, who I am. And, uh, yeah. So, and then Flynn was, you know, the other part of it too. So that was yeah. a long winded answer to like, yes, I was born and raised in Flint, Michigan. Hey, you gave us the background and that's what we needed to know. So we like that. Hey, do you still have, is your family still in Flint, Michigan? Oh yeah. We, we having a baby shower next Saturday in Flint. So we go, yeah. we go back, we go back consistently. Yeah. So he just dropped that as well. David Gibson is, he does have a baby on the way in June, right? June. A baby girl. Our, our nice. daughter is on the way. She is cooking. She's ready. She's she's almost <laughs> here. She's ready. She's ready to yes, go. Sir. Yes, sir. That's it's amazing. A, it's my first baby best, too, right? Yeah, best the best thing that's ever happened to me. Hands down. That's awesome. That's awesome. So David Gibson from Flint, Michigan, then goes to Cincinnati, Ohio for school, finds the love of his life, marries her, baby on the way, has been running his entire life, not running from anything, but running towards <laughs> something. Because uh, yeah. I feel like that sounded pretty bad. He's been running. Yeah, that's crazy. Life. No, yeah, that's crazy. He's, he, he's been running as a living. Like, literally, this man has broken some records, I've heard. Um, and you actually were just at a running event. Were you not? Uh yeah, last month, last month I did a we did a track meet in uh, Spokane, Washington. So it's a, you know, I'm not I'm not at the level of like the pros yet, but it's just something that I've always done. Like you, you talked earlier about your routine, and like mm-hmm. it's just always been a routine of mine. Like yeah, work, run, sleep, repeat. Like that's just how my life mm-hmm. has been since. 14, 13 years old. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it worked out well in high school, worked out well in college. So I'm like, let me just keep on running and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? And and it lo and behold, it worked out well for my like career as well. So it's a you know, it's a it's a side hustle, but it's one of my favorite things. It's one of the best my favorite things to do every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
it, do you, you run daily? Uh, if I could, I would, but like, you know, like we talked about, like Marvin said, like the body need that rest day. So yeah. today, today was my rest day. Okay. We'll be back at it tomorrow. I'm usually running two to three times a week and then lifting two to three times a week. So somewhere we get to like six days out of that, that man. Yeah. Make make this guy your trainer. Nice. If you if you need a trainer, David Gibson guys, he's go. out here running and lifting. How how long like do you say you run or like do you run a certain amount of miles? No, 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 no. See, this is we got to bring it back. So when I say run, it's like sprint. So like I I okay. we we I probably don't run farther than like half a lap at okay. max. You know what I mean? Do you like, do like multiple? Like it's like you sprint, take a break. Like like how does that work? Yeah, so my 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 event is the long jump. So that's what I I did in high school. That's what I did in college. Um, that's what I do now. And so in order to jump far, you got to run fast. So mm -hmm. literally, it will go out there and like depending on the day, like we'll either run, jump, just run, which might be like repeat, like seventies, seventy to like a hundred meters, and as fast as you can. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? And take a long rest, and then you run it back as hard as you can. So heart get the heart rate pumping, and it's a uh, it's cool. It's been cool. How did you get into running? Um, that's also a really good question. So my high school, like <laughs> quietest kept was like during that time we were like were dogs in track and field, like wow. from probably like two thousand and like five to two thousand and nine, two thousand ten. Like we won yeah. our high school won two state championships for a public school that's not that big, you know what I'm saying? Like wow. and then yeah. we, we won we won two state championships and never scored a point over like 400 meters. So it's all sprints and field events. Like we were like a super powerhouse. And so this guy was a senior. His name is Ahmad Rashad. And he was a senior my freshman mm -hmm. year of high school. And Ahmad was like the fastest kid in the country, right? Like, you know, I always envisioned myself like, you know, putting my hat on, signing the letter at the time. But like to get to see him do that and like, he had every school in the country. Like when I tell you wow. every school in the country, like every any school. And then he ended up going to USC. So we like, oh Amal went to California. Like, yeah. Like that's like that's it. And so yeah. Amal ran he ran at USC for four years. And he just put that like battery pack in us. And then his dad like opened up to like, started the track club for like kids and, and allowing us to just like travel the world. And then like you get to go to California mm -hmm. and like his pops like knew every coach. And out there wow. like every single coach like how you doing Mr. Rashad you know what I'm saying like so he like you know he was who he said he was and like mind you at the wow. time it wasn't no social media or none of that so like mm -hmm. to see that in real life like I think I was a sophomore that time sophomore junior like that's where I really decided like this is what I want to do in college like I played basketball I was a I was a pretty good soccer player in, in high school but when mm -hmm. I found track and like that I don't know what happened over those summers. I was like, yeah, this is what, this is what I want to do. I remember telling my pops that, like, I stopped playing basketball. I was like, I'm all about track and field. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Wow. And so we haven't even really, like, like, you run, yes, but you were also just the, is it the global product manager for New Balance? Yeah. So, yeah. So I spent the last eight years at New Balance. I think at the time of that panel, I was on at New Balance. Mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. I, I did a mag I did multiple jobs. Like I started off as a tech rep for performance running out of, out of college. So I started there in like 2014. Mm -hmm. I drove the new balance car for about two and a half years, covering the whole mm -hmm. state of Michigan. I had uh, all the Dick sporting goods and all the run specialty stores in the state of Michigan and South Bend, Indiana. 
Um, did that for two mm-hmm. and a half years, decided I wanted to, you know, I got tired of driving and I wanted to, you know, get a little bit more of like that nine to five life. And so moved yeah. to Boston, I believe it was 2016. I was, I was the assistant product manager on the kids business. And that's where I just really learned and fell in love with like shoemaking. Like it was, it was yeah. truly a remarkable experience. Like, you know, I, I, I always tell people like that time, like building a kid's shoe, like you'll really learn how to make shoes and the intricacies and just mm-hmm. like the detail that it takes because of the, like the margins and just the size and the scale of them. So that was a great experience for me. Um, then moved to associate product manager at New Balance on the lifestyle business. And I feel like that's where, you know, my career really took off. Um, I had an opportunity to manage like three, two sevens. 997Hs. I was the product manager on the 574 Rugged that's out in the market. All the, A little bit of the 574 packs. Um, product managed the first two Black History Month collections at New Balance that they had. So Inspire the Dream and My Story Matters. Um, oh. Led the revolution for like the associate resource group that they have now called Black Souls. And then the last nine months I worked on basketball. So seeing, you know, I worked on so a lot of the PEs that the guys are wearing right now, just like constant connection with them and so it's been a it was a heck of a eight years and so now my my current job i'm the senior manager of product at Foot Locker for their lead division which is leading education and economic development which is focused on developing brands in the community the black community and so bringing in those black brands within Foot Locker and how do we continue to elevate and exp- expose them in, the, in a positive light wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. So you've done a lot. A lot in I've fashion, been, I've been blessed. world. Mm, I've been blessed. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. So how how has running tied into that? Like do you <sighs> see that like there's a connection in there? Yeah, I think um I think for me it's about the mindset because when you're out there running, it is literally just you, right? Like you can stop at any time. Nobody will know, yep. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, I I love the like Kobe Bryant quote about like you made, you know, you signed a contract with yourself and like you have to honor that contract. And so I, yeah. I just bring that same mentality to my my craft and my job, um, the work ethic. I, you know, I learned a lot of that from just running because it isn't a team sport when it comes down to it. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's about who's going to who's going to put the put the hours in, who's going to be more committed, who's going to be more disciplined. And so I try to bring that same mentality and that same like mindset to my, my career every single day. So, you know, running, running has done a lot, a lot in that, that, that's then for me. Wow. Um, I'll say, I guess my question is this, like, okay, so you, it seems like you've done a lot of things over the past couple of years. Has that been, I'll say like, difficult in the sense of like trying to because I guess for me I'm the type of person that kind of holds on to things very much so like it's like I would stay in the same position forever if I if I could um just because like changes is, is big for me but it seems like you've done a lot of different things so how have you been able to just like move forward every time without feeling like maybe I, I need to stay in this position because it, it kind of seems like especially with New Balance, like you were growing, you were doing things. So then why change to like Foot Locker, you know? Yeah, no, it was a, it was a very emotional, like four weeks, honestly. Like I'm, I'm very, I'm very similar to like what you said, Alyssa. Like I, mm-hmm. 
I would have ideally loved to just work that job for the next 30 to 37 years and, mm-hmm. and gone about my business. But, you know, I hit 30 years old, you know, our daughter's on the way. And I just started to look at and like look inside and just figure out like, you know, what type of impact do I want to leave in this space mm-hmm. when I'm done? Like, mm-hmm. what do I, what do I want to like, what do I want people to say about me? Is it just, Oh, he just made dope shoes. You know, it mm-hmm. did. He, he just, you know, he just did this. He, you know, he, 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 he continued to build upon, you know, consumerism or whatever you want to call it. Like, is that, is that, was that enough for me? And it, it didn't feel like it. Like I felt like I wanted to, do more i started to look back on like the projects that i worked on that gave me the most energy and it was the the projects that were community-based that were built around you know it it, uh building into like these communities and like doing just more than just like selling a shoe you know what i'm saying because shoes shoes you know not in a bad way but they come out every week you feel me like Yeah, yeah And and the one that they love right now is not going to be the same one that you love next week, right? Like, yeah, and that's yeah. just the nature nature of the beast. And so, I I I, I challenge myself to want to do more. I'm definitely outside of my comfort zone right now, but I I know that in the long run that this is going to give me the experience and the exposure that I'm going to need in order to propel myself to you know the vice president levels and the goals that I have yeah. for myself and my career. Wow. Mm. That's a good answer. I need that pep talk for when I when I need to change careers and paths. It's scary like though. I tell it, you, it's scary. It is yeah. like you you know you do sit back and I'm like, like I'm at the company that I watch grow to what it is right now, right? Like mm-hmm. you know I see Marvin got the ALD MB hat on, right? Like I was here before. I was at the company when it wasn't that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. like when it wasn't that. And so to see the the high of it now, like. You know, I can look back and I, I can I can feel the impact that I had on the company. And now it's time to go have an impact on the world, in my opinion. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, I have a question and I'll just, um, you know, I, I kind of want to take it back to the running um, just because that's something that I've been getting into even more this year. Um, I actually I'm, I'm hoping that. Maybe not. Maybe next year or the year after, I'll be able to do the New York City Marathon. So let's go, bro. I've been let's able go. to like, yeah, I've been able to. You know, it's something that I used to do. Shout out to my old boss, uh, Michael Chernow. He kind of got me into like fitness and stuff, but I never was consistent to now. But really, my question is, um, obviously, this is something that you've been doing for a long time. Uh, has this has running, like, what personally? And and, and I understood when you said like running is a solo sport. You know, you basically. You can stop anytime you want. It's, it's nobody would know, and it's like nobody sees you put in the work. It's just you, you, you know, you making sure like, no, I make sure I'm running four miles today. I'm gonna make sure I'm running five miles, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But I'll say, especially now, um, for like the youth that are listening, or just anybody who wants to like get into fitness or maybe even running, uh, what would you say is the benefits of that uh, in general? But what has that done for you, whether it's mentally, emotionally, maybe get you over some things because. I, I've experienced certain things in just a short time, but I can imagine someone who's been doing this almost their whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a, that's a really good question. And so there's a couple, there's a couple of parts to it. Like for me, like I, I tell, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I ever feel closer to God than when I'm on the, like the track running. Like it is truly like, it's wow. truly like unbelievable. You know, that feeling like it's, I talk about that runner's high and like mm-hmm. when I'm out there, and it's just like, 
you know, I'm I'm letting loose of everything, like because you know, in order to run fast or just to run at all, like it's uncomfortable. It is like a freeingness that comes with it. And so, when I'm out there, it's just it's truly like a worship to me. Um, mm. I've I've met some amazing amazing people through like track and field and just like running in general, and like that part of it, like the social part of it, like is is truly been incredible. Like the people that mm. I train with are every now and then, the coaches that I met, like. My track coach in college, like she, we still talk every day. Like that wow. is like my dog. You know what I'm saying? Like she mm-hmm. watched me from 18 years old to like the 30 year old man that I am today. And so, wow. you know, we have a connection. She, she pushed me beyond what I thought I could do at the time. And so, you know, to the kids that are listening, to the youth that are like having these kind, you know, thinking about what they want the next level to look like, it's like put the work in. And you got to take it day by day. Like, I think consistency and momentum is super critical to getting to those goals that we talked about. And, like, without consistency, you're not going to get to, you know, and with consistency comes discipline. And, like, Mm -hmm. those two go hand in hand, in my opinion. And so, like we talked about, when you sign that contract with yourself and you say to yourself, like, I want to get to this level and not, you know, obviously that doesn't always happen, right? Like, sometimes God has a difference plan for us but like yeah. the work part of it you still have to do and mm-hmm. so like I just fell I fell in love with it like when I tell y'all like when we on vacation like whatever wherever I'm at like I'm I'm trying to get it in I'm trying to wow. get my get my two hours a day you feel me whether that's a gym or at the track and so I just love it I love you know being healthy like I feel better you know we getting ready to have like we talked about our daughter so I, I want to be that I tell her I want to be that dad in the neighborhood like yeah, we gonna go to Mr. Gibson house because he don't come out here and play with play with us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I aspire to do. And so, you know, running, fitness, like just being overall healthy. Like I fell in love with that part of it too. And so, yeah, like it's a it's been great. Like it's it's truly, you know, changed my life. It's cha- it's true. It's like it's given myself experiences like no other. Like when I first graduated college, I got to go to Europe for like a month with athletes in action which is like a faith-based ministry that's focused on like college students mm. went over there got to compete in like four pro track meets like mm. we you know we we fellowshiped we worshiped like it was we, we caught a vibe like no other and that was like that really showed me like yo this running thing god gave me like i'm not taking this for granted no more you yeah. know what i mean like i'm mm. i'm gonna give him my all and when it's time to walk away i can't wait to start coaching like i think Alyssa said like I want to be that teacher, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> like the teacher that's coaching the kids, like yeah. all of that. That's, that's so good. awesome. That's awesome. You hit so many different things. That's like crazy. Cause I got, I like, you would say one thing, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna ask this question. And then you would say something, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I gotta ask this question. But I guess like one, I want to hit on like the fact that like, cause you said it before, like when I asked you, how does the running like go hand in hand with like what you're doing, like career wise and things like that. And I thought it's pretty cool that like you even touched on consistency and hard work and things like that. Cause I feel like, there's no way you would have went from like being a tech representative to like being where you are now if you didn't have the consistency and the push and the drive and kind of like what you said before the mindset that running gave you um, yeah which is super awesome but i think the other thing that i have a question about i guess is cuz you talked about health and i think as you know a minority as a black woman as a half hispanic half black woman like 
I feel like a lot of times that's like a big conversation in the circles that I'm in is like health and like what that looks like in black communities and Hispanic communities and things like that. And I guess my question is, do you feel like there's representation, I guess, in that of like where you come from when it comes to like running and health and how do you feel like you play a role and I guess like helping the next generation with that, like with Ron Marvin was talking about like the youth of today. Yeah. So I think, I think as far as representation goes, I think we're getting there, right? Like okay. I think some of these fitness clubs are starting to acknowledge diversity. Uh, mm-hmm. My home girls in them, they got a black owned fitness club in Boston oh, called Trill, called Trill Fit. And so, you know, they're very much on this empowerment grind. They're very much on like carving out that space for, you know, minorities and, and, to have a space to be healthy and to like, I think they, they say a quote, like love the body that you have. Right. Like so mm. there's not this, like, this is what healthy looks like, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. being healthy within your body might look different depending on the person, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And today's world with social media and the gram, right? Like mm. everybody's either buying a body or like they paying to get it done. Mm-hmm. To look a certain mm-hmm. way. And, that's, and that's, that's not healthy in my opinion. And so I oh, think yeah. it's, it's, it's finding that healthy, that healthy balance. And then uh, for me, like, it was, it's, it's really just when I really wanted to, like, lock in, like, right, like, my pops and them used to have a conversation about, like, do you really want to, you really want to win a championship, you know, mm-hmm. while you're in college, right? Like, what that what's that going to take? And I had to have that conversation with myself, like, all right, I can't just bust down the calf, you know, four times a day like I was yeah. doing and get this food and go run because my metabolism is, like, that's not what championship work ethic looks like and so you know that was that's when it kind of started and it kind of like started to transition into my family like my mom is big on her health kick my wife has gotten into it like she lost like 60 pounds last summer so she got it in and like you know it's just been truly like incredible and you know hopefully we're going to extend our lives as long as we can you know what I mean through through these decisions and these changes that we're making in our lives right now because I think it's become like who we are Versus like, you know, obviously we, we get our cheat meal on. Like, let me yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. let me not sit up here and lie. Like, like, when we, when we had our fat funeral, we gets down. Okay. Like, yeah. like we gets down. So, but we try to be consistent throughout the week and then we, you know, we have fun on the weekend. So yeah, that's just kind of like our balance and our formula that's worked well for us. Nice. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I think like you said too, I think like this idea of like what healthy looks like, for a lot of people, like, that's been a big conversation, especially, I feel like, in the minority circles of, like, you know, there's this ideal, if you will, like, vision of what health looks like and what the body should look like and things like that. But it's, like, that's not across the board what it looks like for every ethnicity and every race. Mm. And so I think that that's really cool that you touched on that. And I think, for me, like, just being completely vulnerable, that's always been something that I've struggled with is, like, being consistent and putting in the work to, like, stay healthy find something that works for me like I love how you talk about the routine that works for you so yeah I mean I think that's all good stuff and you hit on that very well I love that you talk about like the championship mindset um because I think when Alexis was on here we talked about like the benefit factor of Mm -hmm. like there's hard work that we got to put in but if you focus on the benefit what's to come like your dad asked you like what is it going to take to win a championship you got to do what you need to do in order to do that and so right that's super dope that's super dope. I love that you hit on all those things. Yeah. yeah. So. And I think, too, like, you guys can hear me? Yep. yep. Yeah. So one thing, too, like, it's something I've been sitting with, like, crazy, as you mentioned that, is, like, 
I got a quote the other day that said like, what got me there isn't what, isn't what's going to get me to the next level. And it's mm. something that I've had to like really just add into like my repertoire. Right. Cause like once yeah. you get to, whether it's your career, right? Like when I was 22, right? That grinder mentality might not be what's going to get you to a vice president, right? Like, mm -hmm. and so it's really trying to continue to like morph, right? Like even training, like for me, like yeah. I'm, I'm 30 now, so I can't just train like I did when I was 22, mm -hmm. 18 mm -hmm. years old, or, you know what I mean? The warm up got to be a little longer. <laughs> and so, so it's like, it's like taking that, doing those checks and balances with yourself, and figuring yeah. out, you know, where you're at right now. Because if you keep doing how you did it when you got on, that might not be what's going to get you to where you're trying to go. To, you know what I'm that's saying? So that good. might get you get you a couple steps. And so that's just a quote. Then, like, I got it, I got it sticky noted on my wall over here because it's something that I have to remind myself. Like, I don't want to just be the 22-year-old hard, you know, just going to outwork everybody. Like, no, I want to mm -hmm. be more strategic. I want to be a better leader. I want to have more vision when it comes to like my career and just in like running as well. Um, so good. Yeah. That's really good. First of all, I didn't know we were going to talk about running this much. I knew you were a runner, but like <laughs> this is super dope. Cause it's just taking a completely different turn. But I guess I would say like going to like all the things that you're doing, even career wise, like obviously running has been in your blood, obviously for a while now, like you've been doing it for a very long time. Has, is, has it been that way with fashion as well? Like, was that always since you were younger? Oh yeah, I used to put that stuff on. Come on now, like we've been, we're not, we're not, we're not new, we're not new to this. We we true to this. You know what I'm saying? Like it's okay. uh, I mean, we're talking best dressed in my high school in '09. You know okay. what I mean? Like, okay. Like, okay. Like we live, we lived that business casual lifestyle when everybody was dressing like that, like okay. that in middle school. But it's um, it's it's so funny because you know I was always I wouldn't even say I never called myself like a sneakerhead, right? Like I was mm -hmm. never. I was never into that. I was always about like getting fresh. Like that was always the key is like, yeah. I want to be the freshest person in school every Monday. Right. Like mm. even in college, right. Like certain, you know, every now and then people will be like, Oh, you guys wear jeans to class. Like, yeah. Like y'all going to see this fit, you know, <laughs> on Friday, if I had like two right. classes, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I was big into that. And so, yeah. you know, when we finally, you know, we, I'm a little older. So when we, when we finally got like into like online shopping, like mm -hmm. moving to Boston and like finding out Karma Loop was here was like the craziest mm. thing to me. Like it was uh -huh. absolutely nuts. Like, yeah. my, mind you, when I grew up in Flint, right, it's 34 square miles. So it's not big. We didn't have bodega and concepts, right? Like we don't have yeah, any yeah. sneaker stores. <laughs> We didn't have these sneaker stores in the city. We did have burn rubber in Detroit. So when I was old enough to like drive, I would go over there and, you know, meet with Rick and Roe and just kind of like, like fall in love with like this streetwear space. And so that's how it kind of like transitioned for me. And so I've always been like into this like streetwear fashion culture. Like it's just something that it's so unique. It's such a beautiful space to be in when it's done in an authentic way. Like, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of like, you know, the clout fit or, you know, I got to I got to put on my most expensive shoe with yeah. no like or, or the Instagram fits. Right. Like everybody know that Instagram fit like <laughs> when something's trendy, everybody's putting that on. But like yeah. it's the that part of it, like that's really why I wanted to get on the lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? And like why yeah. I feel confident. I feel confident in the work that I did at New Balance. Mm -hmm. Right. Like people like 
people lined up for the shoes that I worked on. People, I see people out wearing a shoe that I worked on. Mm. Like when I tell you, like that first moment, like it was all worth it. Like I even told yeah. my my mom even said like autumn, you know, them Jordans I used to beg her to buy. Like she was like, I get it now. You know what I'm saying? It took yeah. her a while to, it was an to understand, but I she gets it now, and like it's yeah. a full circle moment for yeah. me. So like you know, footwear is obviously a part of the drip, but. Mm-hmm. You know, it was I was always about getting fresh first before. And so even if I had one pair of shoes, like it was gonna get rocked with like multiple fits, you know what I mean? And and, yeah. and throwback jerseys and all that. So it's a you know, being a tastemaker, like I feel like it has been in my DNA for a long time. So shout that- out to my cousins, like my older cousins, because like they were like the style cons back then, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, we didn't have Instagram or like you know, you had the blogs, you had Nike talk, but mm. like, it was different when I used to see my cousin come over and he had this like fresh new Jersey with these Jordans that just came yeah. out. And this is like, Oh, four. And they got the baggy clothes on. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this is, this oh, is right. what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but they inspired a lot of, a lot of it for me. Dope. Dope. Um, obviously since you said you've been rocking with fashion for a while, right? Like, Best dressed in 09. Shout out to you. Um, what does, like, obviously fashion has evolved over the years. And since you've been, like, rocking that and always thinking about that since younger, and even as a designer, like, how do you feel like that plays into, like, how you develop as a person, but also keeping to the roots of the things that you like? Because I feel like a lot of people, when new things come out, they completely change, like, yeah. what they like. But I feel like you... <sighs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like you keep the root of like, this is the thing that I like. I'm not just going to change it just because society says this is cool now, yeah. but also yeah. evolving, especially as a designer. Yeah. I think, uh, I think like we talked about earlier, doing your checks and balances mm-hmm. is critical. Why do you, why do you like this? Is it because mm. you saw it, you saw it at this angle, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You saw, you saw somebody, you know, you look up to making that decision. And like, I try not to fall for like, fads or like fast fashion you know like yeah. if something is is meant to happen or something i'm into i'm gonna definitely do my checks and balances and make sure it's something that i'm really i'm really rocking with that i'm really feeling like is is a good is a good look for like the style that i'm trying to go to go for yeah. and so i i try to like you know if it's i always tell me and my wife always say this thing like if it's over a hundred dollars i try to wait 24 hours before i buy it and if i do mm. really, if I really want it, then I'll get it the next day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, like that's kind of like how I keep myself from like copping a new t-shirt every day. You know what mm. I mean? So <laughs> yeah. do, doing your checks and balances and like, sometimes I'll get off social media, like because of my running, like I don't get to like, I don't participate in like the full fast at church, but like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get off social media in a heartbeat. Like I'll take yeah. seven days, take 21 days yeah. and just like check the purity of it, make sure that mm. I'm good. And I'm 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 wearing what I want to wear, and I'm not trying to be like anybody else. You know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah. I got like we talked about. Listen, like I got to do me. Yeah, like at the end so of the good. day, like yeah, that's good. Do you do you feel like you have that same approach when it comes to things that you design for your like as like in the companies that you're with? Because obviously, I feel like that's a little different because you have to kind of give yeah. to what the the world is looking for. But obviously, you want to put your own taste into it as well as a designer. Yeah, I've been I've been blessed enough where like every night, like I get like a bone every now and then, right? Mm-hmm. Like obviously, when I was at New Balance, you got to get to your number, you got to make sure that mm-hmm. the packs, you know, the packs do what they do. But like 
every now and then I would get, you know, get one that's specific to something that I would wear. Right. Like, yeah. cause I have to take, you have to take yourself out of it when you're a product manager, right? Like exactly. I'm, I'm not the consumer anymore. You know, I'm making mm-hmm. shoes for, for other people. And so every now and then I would get that. And then for me, I would always try to just like always reinvent myself with the work that I'm doing, whether that was, you know, leading the charge for black history month, whether that is, you know, pouring mm-hmm. energy into five, seven, four, whether that's, you know, putting a zipper on a three, two, seven, like little stuff like that. Like, this is to try to continue to push the envelope is how I found myself, you know, f- feeding that positive dog in me. Right. Like and making sure that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good. And obviously you got to balance out what the company needs to, in order to get to those goals. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I love that you say you're not the consumer anymore. Cause I feel like for me, that'd be hard. Cause I gotta, <laughs> I'm going to make it's what tough. I like. like yeah. But yeah. You got to definitely look at, at the other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Marvin, you got anything to wrap it all together? Man, it's a lot. Um, I would say, what would you tell? Because, like you said, right? It, it's and, and I, I'm guessing also when you was, when you first started, right? And you was in, in, in New Balance and everything. There wasn't that much social media. There wasn't that. It wasn't as heavy. So, what would you tell someone who? And I think I would say it was, it's probably harder for somebody now because they can get caught up in what mm-hmm. social media portrays, or they can already get caught up in what the company is already producing, collabing with companies and, and you know, designers and, you know, uh, Joe, Joe Fresh Goods or whatever it is that's coming out. Um, what would you tell somebody to who, who wants to kind of like be in that field, um, but obviously not to get to without getting caught up in right. what's happening right. now and, 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 you know, missing out on the nitty gritty and like, you know, the yeah. real journey of, of starting up. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a great question, right? Because I think a lot of people, they think just being a product manager or being on it is just your ability to cop sneakers, but like mm-hmm. that does not make that that's not a real skill set. You know what I'm saying? Like hitting on hitting on like releases, you know, st- being able to stand in line and weather the storm is yeah. not a skill that that's going to take. Because at the end of the, when when you come into these companies, you are in a corporate office. Right. Like Mm. if you can't make a PowerPoint, if you don't know how to run Excel, if you don't know how to stand in front of people and Mm. actually conversation like that is not that is not product manager material. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And like you have to be able to articulate the vision. You have to be able to speak clearly. You need to be able to bring people on a journey through product. You know what I'm saying? And like have vision. Right. Like just because you like to cop you know, the, the hottest thing or like the trendy thing does not make you like a tastemaker, right? Like, mm. like you don't need to be the most fresh, fresh person in the world to know like Amy Andor got some fire shoes, right? Like, mm. like yeah. you, you go see that, you're going to know you got to get that, right? So like, mm. I think it's being able to have a vision, to be able to articulate, to be able to, you know, do all those like skill sets. And that's what I, that's the advice I give anybody who, I've talked to on like how to get into the space is like sharpen your sword while you have the time. Like mm-hmm. you don't be worried about getting, you know, I, I just want to cop this shoe. Cause if you're trying to get into this game in order to get free shoes, like you could just do that. You know what I'm saying? By getting you some clout or, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever the case yeah. is, you know what I'm saying? But like, that's going to eat you. They're going to chew you up and spit you out in this environment. Right. Cause like you're going to come into this world and then, you know, I, I look, I, I watch a lot of videos. I love a lot of quotes, right? And like, 
there's that one with Bradley Beal speaking to his kids at his AAU camp, right? And he like, y'all want to make it to the NBA, but like y'all don't want to work, you know, do the work and do these things. And like then yeah. when you get there, you got to see me, you know what I'm saying? And I feel that way. Like I truly feel that like nobody is going to come get my job. They're not going to, you're not going to take it from me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and so you got to come ready with your skill set sharp. And if you come into the table and all you got is your collection of sneakers and you don't have no skill set, <laughs> I'm dogging you. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm dogging you. You're not like you're not built. You're not going to take my spot. You know what I'm uh -huh. saying? Like, and I think that that is something that like with social media, we get so wrapped up in the new shiny object that you lose sight of like, this is really a career. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it isn't, they don't call it, it's still called work. Like that's yeah. another quote my pops used to always say like this, they don't call it fun. You know what I'm saying? Like they call it work. And like yeah. you have a job to do and you have to remember like you have bosses you need to speak to. You need to be professional. You need to be punctual. You need to do all these things like and have, and not just be the best dressed in the office. Like, but you can't mm -hmm. stand up in front of 25 people and present a deck or you can't make a presentation or you can't do the math on, you know what I'm saying? Like little stuff like that. So I tell people yeah. like sharpen your sword now. Like, yeah don't just come to your interview and be like, yeah, I just copped like, I copped all the new bounces last year. Like, thank you. You just made us, the, you hit our number for the year. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like really bring something to the table, differentiate yourself, like have a yeah. skill set, have a mindset. Like, you don't know how many times people come to me and they like, yeah, you know, I'm a reseller. I'm like, so? Mm. Like, like that, don't, what does that have to do with like what we're doing in here right now? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's not that's not a skill set, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, I feel like I, I'm I'm very passionate about that that that's this space and that because, you know, that joint saved gave my life so much purpose, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like it took me places that I could not even imagine, y'all. Like yeah. I really went to Paris, London, and Milan on a Europe trip, off yeah. new like off the job, like. Yeah. Like I told you, I grew up in Flint, Michigan. That's 34 square miles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I remember yeah. calling my mom. I'm like, yo, like, can you believe it? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, who wow. would have thought? Like, like, God is so good. And like, you know, I don't take, like I said, I don't take this for granted. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and so if people come up and, you know, you want to test the big dog on his PM stuff, like you, I'm, I'm waiting. You know what I mean? Cause I you can't have, you can't just have my spot. You feel me? Like, yeah, yeah. So, nah. That's sure. so good. That's so good. I think a couple of things from that. Like one, it's so amazing to see like God take something that you're super passionate about and Man. turn it into like a whole career. And like for those of you who are listening, like maybe you're 15, maybe you're 16, maybe you're 13 and you're just happen to stumble on this podcast and you're listening. Mm -hmm. You're like, what the heck? Like the things that you're passionate about, hold on to those things, pray about those things, give them back to God and like see what he does with it. Because you just might be in Paris, London, Milan just off of a passion that you had but on the same note like don't just let it be a passion work at it like like he said sharpen your tool sharpen mm. your sword um i thought like while you were talking it was just so crazy because i i work with a bunch of teenagers at the salvation army and one of the things that i have to teach about is like education and employment and i remember this thing that they brought up which is like the difference between hard skills and soft skills and like mm. hard skills are like the things that you do that like are like potential to your job in the sense of like oh yeah, I want to be a designer, I know how to draw. Or like, I want to be a designer, I, I know the, the next hot things. But 
those are things that necessarily may get you the job, but the things that are going to help you keep the job are the soft skills, which is being able to work with a team, being able to communicate, being able to make, like, like, like you were saying, like those things that are going to make you different from the rest. Like, cool, you, you resell sneakers, dope. But do you have those other things that are going to push you forward in this career? And so such, such dope stuff, such good stuff. Mm-hmm. Take that, run with it. If you're, even if you're a young adult, even if you're minor, like I'm taking some of the things that David Gibson's saying and I'm starting to apply it right now and be like, yo, if I'm going to get to the next level of wherever it is that I want to be, like, I need to work hard. And I think that's exactly what took you from being like a tech representative to being where you are right now, which is the work yeah. that you put in and sharpening your tool, which is freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. So yep. Shout out to you. I appreciate it. And I think, even I know we're getting ready to close, but like, yeah. I think Melissa said it when we were on the panel, like, yeah. God knows the desires of your heart so good. and like mm-hmm. he's gonna take she said she said something so profound it was like how he knows what you love and but like at the time you might not be able to like create that path but he's just mm-hmm. like carving that path down for yep. you because like and i felt that with my whole soul because like i feel like my life has been that like because i would have never i couldn't even write this write the book like this you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. how i envisioned myself like who i i, I who would have thought <laughs> like yeah, true. Yeah. Like, like, no doubt. So yeah. good, so good. I love that, and I, I love how like your story even ties together, like running, and then like your love for fashion. Uh, it's so great because even even start... with the company, like New Balance yeah. is literally known for yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it's full circle. I'm telling y'all, man. Like I would look yeah. back and like. I, I still couldn't even write. I like and even ended up in Boston. Like I never thought I was gonna live in Boston. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. that that wasn't on that wasn't on my cities when I was in high school. But like yeah, you know, you work at the corporate office. You just get it's, it's been an amazing experience. Like yeah, you know, I I try to stay humble. I want you know I I, was t- I tell people like I I see myself as like the best kept secret. Like that's what I want to be. Mm. It's like if you if you know you know. Like if somebody speak to you about what I've done, then you know, like I'm not gonna boost my, you know, to my own horn unless I'm on the, the on a podcast. You know what I'm saying? And I get to talk talk my stuff yeah. for a minute. But yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's go. exactly how it happened when I met you. I'm like sitting there. I'm like, okay, these are cool people from, and then out of nowhere, just dropping stuff on the panel. I'm like, who are these people? And where where have they? Like, we've been going to the same church. I ain't never seen you. Never heard of. Like, that's crazy. So. You're definitely doing it. You're definitely yeah. doing it the way that you're saying. Humble, so humble awesome. spirit. Humble spirit. There we appreciate you, you, David. We appreciate you coming on the podcast and talking with us and giving us sure. the insight. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. This platform is amazing. Everybody go follow and make sure y'all hey. listen to this episode. Thank you. Hey, I'm going to put sure. that right in the beginning. That's so a good, yeah. To that. yeah. David, I appreciate you being on here. You definitely uh, encouraged and uh, inspired me to continue my new lifestyle. So uh, good timing. Good luck, Marvin. I, you know, I, I want to make sure you in your running shoes. So make sure you hit me. We're gonna make sure to get you that freshest pair. I got you. I got you. I got you. Dope, Marvin. Uh, David did ask a question before we, uh, before we started the podcast. So I just want to give him an opportunity. Um, I would, I'll let you both say it. what are the three, the three top shoes in your collection? Because your collection is behind you, Marvin. David oh saw it. He definitely wanted to get into that. So yeah, yeah. Tell me more, Marvin. Tell me. Yeah, tell hit, me him, what with, you hit got, him with at bro. least the top three. Man, that's crazy. I really wish I had my other ones. Um, I had the so other many ones. More. He said the other I had, I had so many more. <laughs> I had so many more, but um, so I'm gonna say my top three. That's a little hard. Um, you got this. I believe that's, you. That's tough. All right, so I have 
Uh, yeah, these are probably my top three favorites. Uh, I'm going to say I have my uh, New York Knicks Kiff Asics. Okay. Uh, mm. Light 3s, which those I, I have a personal... Uh, those mean a lot, too, because those are one of... That was the last time that I ever uh, actually staked out. Um, That's what's for, up. For, for, for the pair. I'm talking about it. like I was in college, I overnight yeah. sleep and <laughs> yeah. go take go take my big test and then come back. You know, have the whole yeah. the spot. So that's something that obviously mean a lot to me. Uh, I would say, other than that, right now I would have to say uh, I have the New Balance, um, the IMA New Balance, the green, white, and like off white yellow kind of yeah. sneaker. Yeah, um, that one is a personal favorite of mine's. Um, the 550s? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 550. Super comfortable. Anything you balance, I got is definitely super comfortable. Off the back, I mean, that's that's a no-brainer. And, man, this is crazy. I may just drop some 650s, right? Like, the yeah. basketball thing? The higher, yeah, the higher the high. Um, And I would say probably my Concord 11s. Woo! Um, those are something that I've always wanted growing up. I never got a chance to get it. And my wife got it for me. I believe it was on, uh, could have been either my birthday or Christmas. Um, but yeah, those are still, I still rock. And those, those mean a lot to me. So I always like to pull them out once in the blue and stun them. Stun them people, you know, so. There you go. Yeah. David, hit us with yours. Cause I saw you looking back at your closet. He was trying to think like, what's my top three right now? Yeah. Like. So right now it's it's so interesting because I, when I tell y'all I rode for New Balance heavy, right? Like I didn't wear another shoe for like eight years, you know what I'm saying? So like Crazy. now that the palette is open, like <laughs> oh man, I feel like I'm back. Options you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm back, you know what I'm saying? So like I'll give you like my top three New Balances that I have right now because okay. that's all I really got right now. And so probably the first one for me is the Joe Fresh Goods 992s from oh my 20, gosh. Yeah. from 2020, 20, what was that, 2020? Yeah, 2020, right? Like, mm-hmm. backstory, like, insider information, too. Like, I was pushing Joe, I was pushing them to, like, work with Joe, like, years before this happened, right? Like, wow. I'm like, we need to do this, we need to do this, we need to do this. And so myself and two of the homies, we went to ComplexCon Chicago, you know, we was getting ready to boss. I'm like, yo, we need to go to Joe's store. We start making connections. We met we met Joe in July. The shoe gets made in in February. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I, out of there. And like, I don't, you know, I, I used to be very emotional about that because I wasn't like the one who like really did the shoe. But, you know, everybody has a job. You know, I, yeah. I, I can't be this humble servant and try to keep everything to yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. So that was that one is, is near and dear to my heart. Um, who am I rocking? I'm trying to figure out if anything has a deep story. Oh, I got the Bape 2002Rs. I low key like wow. broke it. I like broke <laughs> the internet. I broke the internet when I posted those like wow. over over the COVID year. So that was crazy. And like Bape has always been like the aspirational brand, right? Like yeah. when I was a kid, like I had to have a Bape hoodie. You know what I'm saying? Like that's something <laughs> I always wanted to have. That's huge. And then I'm gonna say I'm gonna say these Bodega nine nine seven sports, man. Shout out to the guy oh. Drew. Shout out nice. to the homie Drew for designing those, man. Like I just I love everything about Drew. I love how even Alyssa was talking about like you know a bodega shoe when you see it, right? Like it's got the same look and no matter what. Mm-hmm. And the aesthetic is always the same. And so those are probably like three of my favorites that are in the closet right now. 
There you go. There you have it, guys. There you, go, guys. There yeah. you have it. The two legends themselves were all there with their collections. We're not gonna talk about mine because my collection is nowhere near theirs right now. But we getting there. We're gonna we get yeah. there. We're gonna get there. Yeah. We, we, we get there. It's getting there. better. You so got time. Said, I do. I, I do. I have tons of time. But David, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Uh, you gave us so much to think on, so much to chew on. Like I'm sitting here, like, yeah, yeah we need to apply this, 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 because we're taking this to the next level. 2022 is my year, and I'm applying the things that you're saying. Uh, but thank you again. We appreciate you for the people that are listening. Such a great podcast. Make sure you listen to this all the way through. For sure. I'm gonna cut this, put it out there, so that you hear this, so that you make sure you listen all the way through. We love you guys. We, we appreciate you guys. We thank you for all the support. You guys have been killing it. Our numbers have been way up this season, so we thank you for that. Uh, make sure you like this. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you rate it. Um, that's something new that I've never said before, but I realize you could put yeah. stars on these things, so rate it for sure. Marvin, anything you want to say to the people? I'm just excited. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Uh, definitely tune into this episode. I definitely had a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, continue to comment, like, share, um, and you never know who might be next on this, so keep your eyes peeled. You never peeled. know. Never know. Well, we love you guys. Peace out. Peace.